Hi guys and welcome back to the FPL Max Reaction Pod. This is episode 12 and I'm joined by uh, the usual host, Max. How are you this week, Max? Very good. Um, Arsenal got a win on the weekend, which was I'm happy about. And uh, yeah, I didn't, well, I don't want to leave too well much. On yeah, too much. <laughs> I don't want to go on about too much. And I, of course, don't want to mention things that we discuss in the pod. But yeah, apart from that, I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Busy week, um, busy personal uh, life, busy content creating week. So yeah, just a pretty busy week. And obviously with the UCL as well, doing lots of work there. It's been hectic. Um, so yeah, it's been, been it's been a crazy week, but it's been pretty good. Um, in terms of FPL though, um, let's just let's let's look at our game week review first because obviously. You've been on the rise. You've been lo- you've been looking pretty good. I've been having a torrid uh, season so far, to say the least. So, yeah, I'll let you start. How have you done this week? So I, in goal, Sanchez one point, not good. Alexander Arnold one point, not good. <laughs> Cancelo two points, so not good there at all. Yeah, Rudiger six points, so. Out of my whole kind of back line, I had one return, which mm. wasn't amazing. Um, Havertz in midfield got me an assist. Um, Smithrow starting the game week out well um, with the goal and the bonus point, which was good. Again, mm. a frustrating one for me with Kevin De Bruyne. He played yeah. 58 minutes and he got one point. He's not looking lad- very good, is he? Yeah, for 12 million. He's also not started tonight in the Champions League. I've just seen the lineup. He's not starting either. Oh, really? Now that's a surprise because I know I'm sure Pep Guardiola mentioned about you know him playing mm. in the in the in the Champions League or at least. But yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. I I mean, what do I expect him to play on the weekend? I think so against United. Yeah. But yeah, as we said, you know, he's not not good form at all. Um, Salah captain, so which was. Uh, 10 points so you know out of all my options he wasn't the best captain but it was one of those where you know you, you had to kind of do it with the, his current ownership mm. etc um, Rafinha so yeah he got got the nine points for me which was good and the two bonus points so yeah in terms of my midfield apart from uh, Kevin De Bruyne um, pretty good was, was pretty decent and then of course Tony two points and Antonio two points as well um, frustratingly I had White on the bench who got six points and then the lad who I can never pronounce, but the guy that scored the for Norwich, Norwich guy. <laughs> he got me 10 points. So the 3.9 wow. million man that I've been looking to transfer out actually got 10 points, which is quite, with all three bonus points, which is quite uh, amusing. But, stole, yeah. the, uh, stole the extra uh, bonus point from Rafina, didn't he? Yeah, That's what I remember him for. So overall, 49 points and a, and a slight rank rise from... 385k to 352k um the 49 game, points did you say 49 points overall yes Trust him. yeah so overall it wasn't too bad because i did gain some rank but as we know you know i want to hit the minimum 50 points i know yeah. it's only it's 49 but <laughs> for my ocd kind of i wanted 50 points minimum this season i've only not done it once so now it's the second time it's happened so but yeah not so bad overall um mm. this week well, I mean, it's interesting because I've had a similar week. Um, obviously, I'm way, way behind. Uh, it was I started the week, I think, 1.2 million 
um, which is absolutely tragic and I don't know how I'm, I've got here. Um, but I expect to climb now. I, I don't expect to get any lower. Um, my team's exactly how I want it to look and we'll go through my team going into next week a bit later on. But yeah, similar to yours, the team actually. So Sanchez, obviously the one goal. I think we expected that against Liverpool, didn't we? We didn't, you know, we, we, we don't expect him to do something every single week. Um, that arguably, there's better keepers out there like Ramsdale and, and well, I would have said Saar um, as well. Um, but yeah, we can't just we can't just make keeper transfers willy-nilly and I think Sanchez is a good hold, isn't he? Uh, but yeah, Cancelo obviously conceding um, to to Brighton. I thought they'd give City a good game, actually, um, in, in the week. Am I getting the wrong? No, sorry, it's Palace, isn't it? Palace. Wow, yeah, okay, Palace. yeah, Palace, so yeah. So my head was a bit with Brighton there. So yeah, that was um, that was a shock all around, wasn't it? Because a lot of people brought in Foden and some Gabriel Jesus. So so yeah, just the two points for there. Um, Trent slightly underperforming over the past few weeks, maybe. Um, other than the ten points, he you know he hit a, he hit a zero point one point zero point six point ten point one point. So. Just does feel like he's not performing very well at the moment. Um, and Chilwell, um, another player who is, um, obviously the Chelsea wing-backs are a bit of a theme at the moment, aren't they? So, yeah, eight points there um, for him. No um, attacking returns, just the clean sheet and the bonus points, but um, but happy either way. And uh, similar to you, the Rudiger, six points. So the double Chelsea defence. Um, paying off. Yeah, paying off this week. And I've got a feeling that it'll probably... Um, be pretty handy going forward as well. Salah with just the assist. Quite disappointing for Salah, isn't it? Usually you sort of expect more and they're the sort of um, high expectations we we set for, for Salah, I suppose. Um, Havertz, the six points, the assist. Feels like he's he's not sort of hit exactly, you know, hit the heights that that we've we thought he'd hit. But then, you know, he, he does have another game against Burnley and we'll We'll likely see him um, not only start, but probably do well there. Um, so, yeah, Jesus I brought in um, last week uh, for for Ronaldo. I could have swore then. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> Ronaldo turned out great, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, didn't Jesus actually get a goal that was offside? Um, yeah, so it was, it so was yeah, actually it was from, from a, a... Yeah, it was from a... Was it a Foden assist as well? Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think it was. Yeah, so I think a lot, of, a lot of people actually, because again, a lot of people brought in um, Foden, didn't they? So, um, so I went alternative last week, and I went for Jesus, and I think that's only because I had to take a hit to go for to go for Foden anyway. Uh, but yeah, it the goal called off. I was slightly unlucky there, um, but saying that, City did lose two 0 to Palace. Um, Antonio, quiet game, um, in a, in a in a game that was really really, you know, good for West Ham. It was four one, wasn't it? So again, surprising it, not to get anything from him out of that. You know, with a four one score, and you think, okay, if he doesn't get a goal, he might even at least get an assist or something. But yeah, it's unfortunate for us, and nearly fifty percent of people that own him. Yeah, so that was a that was a tough one, and obviously Tony. So um, so yeah, Tony had a tough game against Burnley, and a little bit worrying, isn't it, that they're playing the likes of 
likes of um, Burnley and, and losing quite badly three one. I think we, I think they, we, we slight. I think we expected um, a little bit better from Brentford players, didn't we? Well, yeah, and Burnley was that the first win of the season? Um, mm. I mean, you can't yeah. take too much away in the sense that Burnley, um, a few of their players have been playing quite well uh, at the moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's that three losses on the three losses on the bounce now for Brentford. Um, mm. So hopefully with. A lot of people that are doubling up as well. You you would want hopefully that to change very soon. Um, I know we've only got two one player, so we're okay for the moment. Yeah, so I hit forty nine points the same as you, um, <laughs> which exactly. is why I sort of hesitated when you said forty nine before, um, which saw me uh, rise from only one point two million to one point one uh, to one. 1.2, 1.1, sorry. So yeah, around 1.1. So it's not a big, a big hike. I think it's about 100k. Um, so yeah, not not huge uh, green arrow there, but it was a green arrow regardless. And again, the squad's looking looking pretty good. Um, you know, moving forward. So yeah, we, me and you, Max, we're going to discuss quite a few things. Well, a, a few things today, a few big things in the community at the moment. Obviously, um, we've got the huge news this week that Conte has now moved to Spurs, um, which which is probably bad news for you know for the for the title challenges and and well even even Arsenal because we all we all know how good um, Conte is as a manager. Um, he might not leave a very good team behind, but when he takes over a team, he can transform it into a title winning team. Um, what are your thoughts on? Conte or the FPL asset situation in terms of Spurs now that Conte's well, firstly, as, as an Arsenal fan, it is a little bit concerning because mm. Conte, from my understanding, everywhere he's went, he's won the league. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> it is a bit, yeah, it's a concern because if he can manage, to, what we do know is that Spurs have got some great players. Um, and if he, as as from as we know, his experience in terms of creating these these. Um, these sides that that do well and transforming the place, yeah, that is a concern. Um, so hopefully, I mean, this is a different kind of project, though. <laughs> yeah, because of course, Spurs have you know, I think it was is it something like five thousand days, something or like something like that since they've last won a trophy. Um, and Jose Jose, uh, Jose Mourinho can do it. Um, and Nuno Nuno can do it. So. You know he's stepping into a big, uh, big task. Although, as you said, as you said, you know there's a lot of assets at, in the Spurs side, and from an FPL point of view, um, I'm considering Son, like we mentioned last week. Uh, yeah, I at the moment I'm not planning to to um, you know go for two both of the players, but it's I feel like Son is regardless of who's who's there, even during the season where Spurs have not been, you know, prolific. He's, yeah. he's he's getting the numbers and um as we as I mentioned earlier you know I've got Kevin De Bruyne who's not doing amazingly well and mm. that could be a potential switch for me interesting so in terms of Spurs I'm I'm at, well this is what I heard anyway that Conte obviously went on that unbeaten run for Juventus um in, in, not unbeaten run sorry the title winning um record of like eight seasons for Juventus he started that off with three uh three um, league wins in a row, and he he actually ended that himself um, when he joined Inter. So he he 
started the Juventus run and then ended the Juventus run with Inter when Inter won the league. Um, so he's he is that sort of he is that he is that sort of um, class in terms of management manager um, to turn an Inter side um, in a tight into a title winning team. When to be honest, Juventus was so dominant for years and years and years. Again, we saw that with Chelsea, didn't we? You know, we saw the job he did at Chelsea, and I think what Conte does is he he doesn't take any rubbish off anyone he will drop someone and if they haven't got the right attitude he will drop them um so in terms of harry kane it makes me look at harry kane now and think surely he doesn't drop harry kane you know you know he he doesn't like he doesn't like players with um bad attitudes he is the boss when he's there and if someone's not pulling the weight or playing well enough no, no matter how big the players are he will drop them um it it goes back to the sort of the idea of Son being safer than Kane, doesn't it? Well, you'd think that with Kane, Conte could make him better rather than Kane continuing this kind of recent poor form and, and Conte dropping him. Um, and of course, he's not, you know, I think Conte, while he would drop players, I think dropping arguably, you know, the last season's top goal scorer and top assister. He must, he, yeah. he's aware of England captain, you know, he's aware of his talent. It's just a case of, can he, you know, unlock it again and, and regain that, uh, regain that form. So, but yeah, from, from my point of view, Son, I feel like is, it's just about where you've got the finances currently as well, because it's okay, you know, from an FPL point of view, okay, you know, Spurs got the new manager Conte. All right, let's expect changes straight away. You know, Spurs are suddenly going to start banging in loads of goals and being really secure defensively. Will it happen like that? I don't know. But do I expect that Son can still return, even if it takes a couple of games or you know, however long it takes? I think I think Son can probably return realistically straight away. Yeah, um, it's just about whether where your finances are located and how your um team is shapes up in terms of who you can take out and bring in exactly i think we've pretty much certified that they you know they that they are going to be become a better team aren't they in 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 terms of uh with conte taking over their, their assets are going to be a lot better than you know they than they would have been um which makes son more exciting doesn't it and kane okay yes i can see the excitement for kane because it's still a new manager um again that little that that part of me that that thinks kane isn't looking right at the moment um it, it just maybe pushes me again even more so towards son but you never know the doublet might just be on because you know if they are firing um, then you know why not? You know if if the, if 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 the double if the double is on, then then surely it's you know it's something because it's something that's happened before, isn't it? The double, yeah. they 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 ruled they ruled they ruled the Premier League pretty much. I think last season it was a it was a time where you had to have you had to have one of them minimum, um, and then if you didn't have two, it was it was affecting your your rank. And I'm, I hope well, it's kind of. Uh, it's difficult for me to say, but while I don't want Spurs to do amazingly well, I think from an FPL point of view, it would be good that they do well because if they do well, then it may, opens it up, I feel, in terms of... Because at the moment, it feels like, you know, everyone's got Salah, you know, a lot of people got similar players. Kane and Son start playing well, then suddenly it opens up in terms of 
you know, not you're going to have to change. A lot of people will have to change their teams to get them. And then it's just a case of you're not going to be able to have everyone as you normally do. Um, so I think it could help, um, you know, drive gaining rank as well. Yeah, exactly. So what we'll do is we'll probably move on to Son and Kane and because I'm sure Son will be in our plans moving forward. And I think we've talked about uh, Kane and Son quite a lot on the pod recently, haven't we? Um, so, yeah, moving on to um, another interesting topic is the Chelsea fullbacks. Um, they've sort of come into the season looking a bit dodgy, haven't they? Obviously, Alonso started for the first few games. I kept saying Chile will come in. He will come in eventually. He just didn't seem to come in for ages. Um, but he is in now. Um, he's looking a lot more stable in that position and certified there, stronger. Um, we know Alonso played in the Champions League last night, but I think playing against Malmo doesn't mean too much. Um, but yeah, Burnley up next. And again, we've got a um, we've got a couple of really good options in James and Chilwell, who are looking pretty good for starts. Again, um, if you've already got a great bench as well, um, you know it's it's easy to get them in. Not that expensive, even obviously with the likes of City at the moment, who they're not really keeping clean many clean clean sheets at the moment, are they? No, I mean, and it's different. I think in terms of an attacking point of view, Chilwell and James are a bit different to Diaz. You know, all right, you've got Cancelo, but Walker doesn't really do it from an attacking point of view, really. And and Diaz and the other centre backs, whoever it is, Laporte or Stones, you know, they're not the same kind of player as as these two Chelsea boys. So it's definitely um they're more of an appealing asset in terms of clean sheets and attacking potential. Yep. So putting you on the spot, which one would you take and why, Reese James or Chile? Because a lot of people in the community at the moment are. Pretty indecisive, aren't they? Because you know, I even as a Chelsea fan, I you know I can't really split them. Yeah. Um, I think they they both have a similar goal threat. I think Reese James may be slightly more creativity, but then it makes me think: is Reese James a little bit more of a rotation risk with with a lot of players being able to? Because obviously we know that Asby can play in right wing back, and there's players that need to play right centre back as well. Um, so yeah. It's a, it's a little bit tough. It's, it's, it's a tough one. Um, yeah, like you said, rotation risk. This firstly, if I f- focus on the rotation risk, second, I personally, if I had to choose one, my, looking at the stats right now in front of me, I would choose Reese James. Um, he's a bit cheaper. Was he five point eight million in comparison to six million? In terms of starts, he's got you know he's got five in comparison to four, and I think appearances he's he's made three more appearances. I think some off the bench in comparison to to Chilwell. Um, he's got more goals than Chilwell. I know he scored two last game, but he's got four yeah. goals in comparison to Chilwell's three. He's got two assists in comparison to Chilwell's, who I do not believe has has got um got that. Um, if we look at some of the more at you know shots as well, I think uh, from an attacking point of view, um, Ch- James is slightly all of his all of his numbers are slightly better than um than Chilwell's. Um, yeah. yeah, in terms of you know minutes per goal, in ninety you got ninety three minutes for for um, James to one hundred twenty for Chilwell. You know minutes per attempt is better. Um, the only thing that goes in Chilwell's way is you got the shot accuracy, which is slightly better. But yeah. I think also minutes per chance created thirty seven for for James sixty sixty minutes for Chilwell. Um, so yeah, there's there's another point of view where you could say, well, actually, you know. Chilwell's on some of more of the set pieces. I believe Chilwell's on the corners, isn't he? Um, 
Uh, yeah, so he he does take some corners. I think Reese James yeah. takes some corners as well. I think it's oh, okay. a little bit up in the air in terms of set pieces. Who takes of, them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But either way, I mean, from my point of view, from looking at some of them stats, I mean, it would go up for James. Now, the second point I mentioned just before I went on about the stats was rotation risk. Um, it's it's one of those where I don't you you never know. I it's difficult to know what you. No one can predict you know what Tuchel is going to do. Um, for the moment, like you say, both look, you know, relatively confirmed, but at the same time, you know, Aspilicueta could come in, Alonso could come in, you know, they mix the back, you know, back three about and someone moves over, but yeah, it's a difficult one. Um, but that's the player I would go for. Um, if I had to choose one, what about you, Lewis? You, you're going to go for both of them or you, you would only opt for one as well? Um, no, I would be. Um, I would be totally open to go for both. Um, mm. I think they. I think as long again, as long as you've got a good bench, they're both likely to be first choice. Um, and if first choice means anything uh, in in terms of um, Chelsea rotation, then I think that would be it. Um, I do think they could. Any of them could haul on any given day. We've seen that. I think they could both haul in the same day. We've we've seen that as well. Um, they're both very attacking. They're both really good. Um, they both looking a lot better than um, City assets at the moment for me personally. Um, although I own Cancelo as well, so in terms of um, in terms of defense at the moment, I I would be looking at both of them. Obviously, you know that I own Rudiger already, and I and I also own Chilwell. Um, so so yeah, we'll go into my plans further in the pod. But yeah, I think both of them is 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 a good move. I think that you you know they both have high ceilings. They're both very attacking. We saw against I saw against Malmo last night. Sorry that we did need them. Um, and Alonso was a little bit off the pace as well, so I can't see him coming in either. Aspel quite a little bit slow even against Malmo. So, so yeah, it's a tough one. Um, I mean, they're younger, they're faster. In my opinion, they're more athletic. They've got better. Better um, shooting in terms of yeah. attacking point of view. So yeah, I and mean, that would make me want to pick him if I was the manager. And they're just in form, aren't they? Which leads mm. me on to the next point. And I just want to talk about uh, big at the back. Um, we've seen that mentioned for the past couple of weeks, haven't we? Um, but yeah, what are your thoughts on going big at the back at the moment? I mean, it, it makes sense in the in the argument that we. Big at the back as well. Normally, you would you you your focus would primarily be on you know clean sheets. You know you'd look at who who who's got the most clean sheets. I mean, currently Chelsea, you know, and then you've got Liverpool on six with Chelsea on seven. But when when we mention big at the back, you've also now got to consider that the fact that so, so many defenders from an attacking point of view are, are doing amazing. I mean, is is Reece James currently top goal scorer for Chelsea? I think, or <laughs> so I'm, I'm. If he's not, he's 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 up there because you know he's got the four goals from now. Um, and so big at the back, you know. Now we've got so many. You've got the potential for you know four points for a clean sheet. And then you've got an extra point for the goal. So going you know big at the back. So you say for example, Reese James is five point eight million now. Midfielders, I mean, around that level, sort of that price there's not many around that kind of price bracket where you could get you know some of the hauls that that james has been getting um so I, it makes a lot of sense for me i mean i am slightly concerned where 
certain people, you know, if you go big at the back and then you've got, you know, three of the same team. So, for example, a lot of people are doing it to Chelsea, you know, three at the back. And, you know, yeah. it can quickly backfire. Chelsea can see one goal and, you know, the defenders don't haul. And then suddenly your whole your whole defence is, uh, in terms of hauls, are gone, you know. So it is a slight risky. So in my, if it was me and I, because my, say, looking at my team right now, am I going big at the back? I mean, I've got Rudiger, Alexander-Arnold and Cancelo. So you could you could argue that I've gone big at the back, but I know you're probably referring to Lewis. Um, you know, people that go in maybe Chilwell, James, you know, Alexander Arnold, and maybe someone else. But it, it does make sense going big at the back at the moment, based upon the current form of some of the defenders from an attacking point of view, and of course the clean sheet potential. Yeah, exactly. So again. Uh, very good points you've just man- mentioned there. Um, we we've also got the, the the likes of Son and Kane that we need to look out for, or maybe just Son. Um, so we will need money from somewhere, and obviously no one's selling Salah anytime any, anytime soon. Um, so 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 yeah. In terms of big at the back, I'm in full agreement of it. It looks really good. The Chelsea uh, the Chelsea backline's looking good. It feels pretty suicidal to get rid of Trent, even in a, even in a tough patch. Um, Cancelo again, it just feels a little bit stupid to get rid of Cancelo or all your city defenders because City and Chelsea, you know, they have very good defenses. So, so yeah, big at the back, a very, very uh, realistic scenario. Um, so yeah, again, uh, let's just move on to another, another talking point this week. And um, it, it's something I want to mention actually because. It wasn't planned, but I just wanted to ask you: um, How do you feel about keeping Havertz this week? Because there's a, or swapping him to Son? Because there's a again, it's something I've seen in the community quite a lot. A lot of people debating that early move. They've banked this money to go from Havertz to Son in game week twelve for that Leeds game. Now, obviously, we've seen United lately. They're awful defensively. We saw that last night against Atalanta, and um, they can't keep a clean sheet. And it's going to be. Um, Conte's first game in charge in the Premier League. Um, so how, how what would you say about a move from Havertz to Son? Or do you think that's a little bit sideways considering uh, Havertz still has Burnley to play? I can understand it. I can understand where people are coming from because you look at the, you know, normally new manager, he wants to shake things up. He wants to start off well. Players want to impress. There's a lot of factors that, and you've got against a Leeds um you you got against a side that, sorry that that um you know that there could be potential returns. I mean it's a bit as you mentioned against Burnley. You know is it the right is it the right move right now in terms of the fact that at home to Burnley is a very good fixture for Chelsea. Um and currently Lukaku's injured. I believe Werner's in Werner's injured. Mm. Um Ziyech is did Ziyech get injured midweek or was it? No, Z H is fine. Um, fine. I think, yeah, yeah, it was Mount that was ill. Okay, so but either way, you know, you've got you've got um, against Burnley. I mean, okay, Havertz, you know, when everyone captained him, you know, it was unfortunate. But he got an assist, you know, the last game, and I think at home he's. I I personally wouldn't do it, but I can understand why why certain people are doing it. And you could, you know, bringing him in this week could pay off. It's a risk, of course. But then saying saying that is is it a risk with with Son? You know, like I said earlier in the pod, it's it, I'm when I say risk, it's more referring to the fact that Havertz could haul. So you, especially yeah. if you're taking a hit, you're taking a minus four for Son. But 
you know, if you've got some, like you said, if you've got some free transfers and you're, you want to gain some, you're looking to get ahead of the, the curve, if you like. Because um, yeah. I know, like I said, I, I, I'm potentially going to bring him in. Then then, then go for it. You know, it's about having fun. So talking a talking about looking ahead um, and um, looking at game week 11. Um, now, I imagine a lot of people are going to have some very strong benches going into the weekend's, weekend's games. And again, um, obviously like to bring up uh, hot topics or topics that and topics that people are talking about in on Twitter and in the community. Um, and a lot of it is um, the idea of benching um, maybe Trent against West Ham or um, the, uh, the Man City players against United, whether that's a defensive asset or an attacking asset. So there's lots to sort of get through at the moment. And obviously... I left Smith Rowe on the bench um, a week after his haul, which was silly. He got the nine points. Um, so, yeah, a bit bit good there. And, it, again, it just reflects the fact that we people have strong benches now, don't they? So there's a lot of tough decisions um, this coming up uh, to make, coming up to the, to the, to the deadline. So uh, let's just look ahead, Max, and let's just look at your lineup for this week and uh, potential lineup of captaincy and transfer plans. Yeah, so I'm a bit more confident going into this week than I was last week because, you know, last week I wasn't expecting a lot from a lot of players, um, with Sanchez playing, um, you know, some of the bigger teams. Um, so if I go into my starting lineup, so Sanchez and goal against Newcastle, and they're hopefully they're at home, Brighton, and of course they're in a very good position in the league at the moment, so hopefully he can get me something there. Mm. Rudiger, um, it's Rudiger starting at the back. Alexander-Arnold, Cancelo, and this is the one that I'm considering at the moment, but I'm currently starting white. Havertz, Smith-Rowe, Kevin De Bruyne, Salah, Rafinha in midfield, and then Tony up top. So currently, <laughs> this might seem crazy, but I'm considering benching Antonio against Liverpool. I mean, Interesting. it's one of those where, do I think Arsenal, we, we can keep a clean sheet against Watford at home? I think we're more than capable of, to be perfectly mm. honest. I think we've been doing very well recently. Do I think that... So, say, for example, we do that, that's six points. Do I think Antonio is going to score more than two goals against the Liverpool side that's doing incredibly well at the moment? Okay, they dropped points against Brighton, but I'm not 100% sure. I know he's done well in the past against the big teams, but... So, that's the, my current dilemma at the moment. Um, from Also, considering whether I should take out Kevin De Bruyne when I've got 12 million sitting, on, sitting in my team who's not in form, but I... I just feel like with him, he's one of the best players in the league. He could just suddenly change it over. Um, captain is currently on sitting on Salah. So currently, at the moment, I'm, I haven't made my final decisions in terms of transfers at the moment, but that is my current lineup right now. Okay. So it sounds like you've got a uh, got got an interesting uh, interesting decision to make ahead of uh, game week eleven. Similar to mine, actually. Um, so. As it stands, and, and I don't even know what lineup I'm going to put out because at the moment I've pretty much got I've got um, ten I've got eleven strong outfield players, and that includes the bench. My second and third on the bench is Sissoko and Williams. So at the moment I've got Sanchez and goal. We know um, Cancelo at the back against United, Rudiger at the back, Burnley, Trent, West Ham, Chile, Burnley, Salah, obviously. Rafinha against Leicester, Havertz, Burnley. I've actually included Emil Smith-Rowe in this week's team against Watford because I think that Watford fixture, it looks really good, doesn't it? And, and Smith-Rowe is, is so advanced at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, I was glad I made that switch from Odegaard 
the, the week I switched him over, Odegaard gets dropped again. Um, but yeah, he's playing in that cam position now, and with Abamian some on the left, and sometimes Lacazette dropping into the. Or if Abamian plays up top, and even Lacazette looked like he was playing number ten last week. But yeah, he's Emil Smith Rowe's either cam or left wing, and he's he's attacking, making these runs and getting in the right places. So definitely someone I would, I would want to start and get at home. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Smith Rowe. I don't think he's going to be benched this week. To be honest, I've got Antonio um, and Tony up front, and I've also got Jesus on the bench. So Jesus dropped to the bench. Obviously, we found out tonight that he's rested. Um, or just not included in the uh, Champions League game tonight against Club Bruges. Um, so it is making me think, do I play him now? And do I bench Antonio? Because my, my sort of thoughts around, I could bench anyone. You know, I could I could bench Cancelo against United. I could bench um, Rafinha against Leicester, probably won't. I could bench Antonio against Liverpool, or I can bench Jesus against United. Um so in terms of that, that could go anywhere. Now, my transfer is very interesting, actually, because, OK, Rudiger, we know, is a good option. You know, he's very safe. He he, he will play nine out of ten um, Chelsea games. He's uh, he's he's barely going to miss any game time at all. And he, But the problem is his ceiling's not very high, is it? Um, he got a nice little assist, I think, last week for the penalty um, that he won for Mount that luckily got retook, actually. Um, but other than that, he's... Um, I think when you've got players like Chilwell and James out there who are notching up double digits nearly every week, you know, I think he's had, um, I think James, since he's come back, he's, he's had a few hauls already this season, and so is, so is Chilwell. Um, so I've actually got a bit of money in the bank. So I've got, um, I've got 2.6 million. So the original plan was to swap Havertz to Son uh, next week, you know, for game week 12, the Leeds game. Um, and, and obviously rolling the transfer this week. However, I'm now thinking I could probably sell Rudiger for James. We know that Reese James didn't play the Champions League this week. He's very likely to, to start against Burnley. Um, the fixtures look great for Chelsea going forward, bar, you know, the odd, well, I'll say the odd game, but Leicester and United aren't exactly, you know, <laughs> they're not exactly flying at the moment, are they? Not great. Um, they're capable of scoring goals, of course, but but Have again, you got two transfers, Lewis? No, so I've just got one. The one transfer this one. week, oh, yeah. Right. So the the aim the aim was basically originally to um, carry it over and have two next week for the, mm. after the international break. Um, but I'm looking at Rudiger now, thinking I've got the money to do Rudiger to James, and then I, and then I could just obviously um, rely on that um, solid first sub of Jesus or Cancelo or Smith Rowe, whoever it is, to um, you know. To, to sort of back me up a little bit if um, if something goes wrong because you'd look at my team at the moment with the likes of you know um Cancelo um Chilwell and potentially James if we bring him in and think that looks quite rotational uh, that quite it looks quite rotation risk but I think that was last year I think if we looked at that last season we would have been like wow that's a big risk but I think they look a little bit safer now don't they um James and Chilwell um, combined okay there's probably a little bit of risk it does feel like there's more risk when you combine two wing backs uh, from the same team but I just think the ceiling the potential ceiling um, is just so great would he um, get 21 points last week Reese James I mean if you had him you would have had a good week yeah not necessarily he's not necessarily going to hit those heights every no, single no. week but it's the fact that the potential is there to to be hitting these double digit holes, um, you know, so consistently, because if you, you know, if you, if you look at Chilwell in the past 
four weeks, eight points, 12 points, 15 points, eight points. That's since he's come back in the team. So since he's been back in the team, he's he's hit six plus points in, in those four games. So you watch what will happen this week, Lewis. People transfer out Rudiger and Rudiger get a header and Shawan and James won't get anything. <laughs> yeah, well... That's the way I feel. I think, FPL I think, was working recently. Yeah, I think the logic behind it is to get the to get the benefit of the Chelsea double defence, yeah, yeah. firstly. So um, so we can talk about underlying stats. We can say that Chelsea have what, mid-table underlying defensive stats, but, I mean, you're going to have those sort of stats when you play bigger teams. You know, we've played Arsenal, Spurs... City, Liverpool, a, a tough Brentford team. You know, we've we've played tough teams. Um, okay, they might have been in a bad run of form, but they're still big, you know, they're still tough teams and they're still going to create chances and shoot. Um, but yeah, in, in terms of the underlying stats, I just, I think we'll probably be overperforming all season because we've got a nice, we have got a nice run of fixtures again, last United, um, barring them. Um, and I just think a double Chelsea defence is it, it just makes sense. So um so again you want to give yourself the highest ceiling possible. And I just think the double uh, wing back attack, let's call it in Chilwell and James, could be absolutely lethal um week in, week out. So my back line is basically Cancelo, well it could be Cancelo, Reese James, Trent, Chilwell, arguably four of the, the best right wing backs in the league who can you know who who will haul at any given moment, and that's obviously reflecting the the situation in terms of the topic we discussed before and big at the back, and um, whether that consistently performs is is um is a totally different story. In terms of captaincy, I'm guessing we're both um happy with Salah. Yeah, I feel like even though there's other players that I could potentially do put it on, I just feel like the safest bet is Salah in terms of what mm. he's been doing recently. I mean, even last week, all right, he didn't haul. He still got an assist. <laughs> when was the last yeah. time he didn't haul? Was it game week two? He didn't get anything, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, got to play it safe, I feel. But, yeah, so that's it. We've 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 talked about where we, uh, where we think we're going this week. Obviously, we'll post our teams um, on Twitter in the week. So, Again, um, not great, not great rank change for me. Um, not massive for you either, was it, Max? No, um, not not a bigger green arrow, but yeah, just a slight one, but I'm happy with it regardless. So, yeah, basically, uh, that's it in, in terms of the, the game week preview. Uh, preview. We'll, uh, we'll just now move on to... Um, to pick free, so we didn't. I don't. I'm not too sure if we did a pick free winner uh, last week, um, or we did two before. But the pick, the winner this week was. It's hard to say. So it's Nahian, so N A H I A N. So his um, his username is at underscore A underscore N underscore B D. So it's a tough one. So just listen to that back and give him a follow. He had a really good week, actually. So he had Reese James, who obviously got the huge haul of 21 points. He had the Havertz assist and he had Salah. So it's a 32-pointer this week. Um, so a great win uh, for, pick, for, for a pick-free win there. And um, especially when everyone had such a bad week. Um, but yeah, so, so well done. Congrats again. Give him a follow. Um, and dodgy differential, Max. How did we do this week? So for dodgy differential, I got it incorrect. 
um, this week. So I picked Buendia, um, and I think he got his second haul of the season. And I think the last, well, he got an assist. I say a haul. He got an assist. So pretty unlucky, to be honest. I, I think at the moment, in terms of some of my picks, my differential for the week was Maxwell Cornet from Burnley. Um, and he, of course, got got the goal, and was I think he got an offside, a goal disallowed as well. So that I'm lucky there. Um, in terms of the community, so FPL MUN, he was incorrect on the differential, but uh, being Jesus, but he was correct on the dodgy differential being uh, Tillemans. So yeah, both one one correct this week. But I'll, as I as I normally do, um, I will release uh, this week's. Uh, uh, picks and who the member of the representative of the community is later this week. Not having an amazing season, yourself or your max? Nah, to be honest, uh, it's a mixture. I'm ha- some weeks I'm getting it's the Gallagher, for example, right? This week, you know, he he did really well. I think I the week before I called him differential. It, it's just little <laughs> fine margins at the moment. Um, the community, on the other hand, you know, I think in from the if I recall, I think currently they've got 70, you you being one of the members of the community that have made their picks, 70% of the differential is correct. And I think it's something like 90 or 80, 90% of the dodgy differential is correct. So yeah, the picks are right there, but I need to play catch up. But as we know, long season, so there's some time for me to catch up. So, um, so yeah, that's where we are this week. Um, really want to start making moves now in terms of rank really need to start making gains i really do um terrible start to the season absolutely terrible to be at 1.1 million in game well I, I mean it's it's not that as bad as you think lewis i think i mean okay it's not where you want to want to be and there'd be listeners you know that might be around a similar rank or whatever but you know there's a lot of people last season i know from the community around the same kind of rank and finished very high you know, it's a long season, so as much as, like you said, for for your team, Lewis, your team is in, you know, how you want it to look right now. So as long as you're making changes and making moves to make your team better and going into the fixtures, attacking them moving forward, then I think like you and many others out there, there's, there's some positive strides to be made. And what were you ranked again, was it? Uh, 350k. So I imagine you're quite happy with with where you are in terms of in terms of rank at the moment. Then, for the moment, I am yes. I think for me, I just need to make sure that I've got a few players in my team where I'm a little bit. I've got Kevin De Bruyne, for example. I feel he's at the moment he's only three point six percent owned. So if he's gonna, I feel like if he does start t- quick change of form, I could really, I could really make some moves. But I feel I'm concerned a lot because, you know. With all, a lot of players now, we've all got, rightfully so, you know, we're all picking players that are doing well. So that could mean that I need to be a bit more, ed- not edgy, but, you know, I need to pick some picks that are a bit less well-known and in looking at the stats perhaps and being a bit proactive and picking some players that I feel that might be more differential to gain some rank. But yeah, for the moment, I'm happy and I'll hopefully mm. um, make some green arrows as well. Great stuff. Um, so yeah, we'll leave it there. It was um, obviously nice to catch up with you, Max. Nice to know we got a similar score this week. Um, but yeah, it's great that one of us are doing well in terms of rank. There's still plenty of time to go. So again, if if you're not if your rank isn't looking that great, there's plenty of time to catch up. Um, I need to keep reminding myself of that. Um, my team looks good now. I'm quite happy with it. Um, again, we'll we'll see what happens. 
So, so yeah, again, thanks for joining Max. I'll, um, I'll see you again next week. Thanks for listening guys. And, um, and yeah, keep listening. And, um, again, inboxes, DM us if you think there's anything we, uh, we need to improve or that you want us to add to the pod or, um, and anything like that. And we'll try and get a bit more proactive on our podcast account as well. Um, so, so yeah, Max, nice to catch up and I'll see you. I'll speak to you next week. Speak to you next week, Liz. Good to catch up and hopefully green arrows for us all. Oh, for sure. A big one this week, hopefully. Hopefully. See you later, mate. See ya. Bye, Cheers, guys. guys.